the Own Your Intuitive podcast is for the creatives, spiritual entrepreneurs, and light workers in the world. The shining ones who have been told to dim their light and stop believing in magic. I say screw that. The time to rise is now to bring your gifts out into the world in a big way, creating a business that feeds your soul and your bank account. You are a magical being with the potential to change the world, one human at a time. The time for you to own your intuitive is now. Hey, magical beings of love light. I am so excited. We get two for the price of one today, which is amazing. I met these lovely, lovely women last year in a mastermind, and I am so excited because I have learned more and more about them, and to say that there's alignment between us is an understatement. So guys, you are about to get your socks literally knocked off by these two incredible people. Please help me in welcoming Laura and Betsy to the Own Your Intuitive podcast. Now, this is the story, isn't it, that you guys have the same last name, but you're not related? Yes. Accurate. That is accurate. True story. Total strangers with the same last name. And it's Milne? Yeah, Milne. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a common last name. No, like can we, like maybe ancestrally, you guys have like. Well, I think like all the Milnes in the world come from the same place in Scotland. Like we all come from yeah. Aberdeen, Scotland. All of us in the world, but like I mean, so somewhere ancestrally, maybe, but like we're not for all intents purposes. We are not really. Have you guys ever thought of doing ancestry.ca or .com and you know, seeing if there's? I actually a- don't want to ruin the magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like our little story the way that it is. Yeah, I also don't want I don't want a big corporation to have my DNA. I'm a little bit yeah. weird about that. I would like to keep my DNA to myself. <laughs> well, that's a fun conversation that I secretly <laughs> want to have, Laura. But we, all, like, we won't start on the controversy yet. Um, so one of the things I like to ask, and if I could get a little bit from each of you, because I'm super, super excited to hear about when Kismet happened and you guys met, but in a little backstory, if I can get a little bit of each of your origin stories. Um, so I don't know who wants to speak first to who they were and they, where they came from, but I kind of am like, I love this stuff. I geek out on it. Laura? Okay, I will go first. Um, well, the... <laughs> There's, I mean, there's so many backstories with Betsy and I. I feel like we've had like multiple lives um, coming into our present, Betsy especially. Um, but we connected literally on Instagram. I slid into Betsy's DMs in the spring of 2016, which was like, that was before anyone was sliding into anybody's DMs. Um, I'm so dirty. I'm not going to lie. I know. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, um, I, like before that, I was a pediatric nurse. And I was like going down the road, going to be a nurse. And I, I worked full time as a nurse, like in a hospital um, uh, and like fully trained in all the units. I worked night shifts, 12 hours, days, nights, weekends. Um, but I'm in Canada as well. Yeah. And I'm in Canada. I'm in, in Calgary. And, um, but I just always knew I was, there's, you know, like that meant for more. I just really felt that. And I was always the, the weirdo in the group at lunch break, you know, talking about personal development and wanting to going, you know, going to a Byron Katie workshop or doing this or doing that. And I, I just really sunk my teeth into that. And then I started my first business when I was 32 weeks pregnant. Um, with my daughter, I jumped into network marketing. And I like to say that like network marketing was my gateway drug to entrepreneurship. 
And that's kind of what got the ball rolling. And then it was actually a full year after that, that I um, found Betsy on Instagram. And I was like, Hey, she's the same last name as me. That's weird. That never happens. And I loved what her profile was about. She was health coaching at that time. And so I just sent her a quick DM, um, which people do it all the time. People are calling your, you know, DMs constantly blow up, but nobody was sending anybody DMs then except for me, weirdo. Um, and then we just started connecting and we became friends. And in December of 2016, Betsy, like randomly one day called me up on her drive home from New York city. She was like, I have this really crazy idea. I'd love to start a podcast. I just want to have really amazing, awesome conversations with women. Same way you and I have conversations because I'm not getting it anywhere else in my life. And I was like, I agree. Neither am I. Um, having interesting conversations with women is like, I would literally like to do that for a living actually. And so we started the podcast. We, we launched it. Like she called me just before Christmas and we launched it two weeks later, January 3rd, 4th, 4th, 4th. No, yeah. like just literally took action. Like no plan. Didn't, I wasn't even listening to podcasts then. I didn't know a thing about podcasts. We're like, let's start one ourselves. That sounds like a great idea. Started a podcast and it was originally Luscious Living podcast. And then we, we just grew with it. We just let it meander and take on its own shape. And then it, it became, uh, last year it became Luscious Hustle. And, um, which is luscious hustles, the divine feminine, luscious, or like luscious, the divine feminine hustles, the divine masculine. Um, and then like a coaching business grew out of that. And like our signature program, moon goddess grew out of that. And like, just things really, really ramped up quickly, it escalated quickly, but in a good way. <laughs> so just to touch on this really quickly, uh, you know, you grew up in Canada, you're from Canada. Did you have a big family? Were you used to having like partnerships and relationships in your life or like, were you a single child and this is all new? Um, I have a younger brother who is um, such a hero in many ways because he, you know, my parents, my dad's a lawyer, my mom's a high school math teacher and they have very linear paths. They've, you know, they've went to school, you go to university, you get your degrees, you get your job, da, 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 da. You know, my mom's retired now. My dad's got his exit plan happening from his firm and my brother was, you know, the little boy, he was very athletic, but he was also a little boy. Like when the Harry Potter books first came out, he was that eight year old kid that read Harry Potter in 24 hours. So you know? I got really excited. You said Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. And he, you know, when he was, you know, six or seven years old, he was always drawing storyboards on a piece of paper and like taping them up on the wall, like creating a storyboard and for, for a video game. Like he had a video game already in his wow. mind and he was like, this is the storyboard and this is the level design for the da, 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 all the things. And so now he is actually a game designer. He, he lives in Vancouver and he's a, he's a game designer. And, you know, most people don't have that level of vision at an early age to just like follow their dreams and make them turn it into something. Um, and thankfully my parents, you know, as, as linear thinkers as they are when it comes to education and uh, job security, <laughs> they were... <laughs> they were really open to him. They were really, really supportive of him doing that. And they have been exceptionally supportive of me doing, growing my business, even though to this day, they have no clue what I do. Like I actually had this conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago. He's like, you know what? I'm really proud of you. Like, I'm really proud of you and Betsy. You, I can't believe how much money you've made in your business. I can't believe you, you hit six figures in the first year of their, your business. Nobody does that. I still have no sweet clue what you do. <laughs> Like he practices corporate law. So me talking about like transformational brand and business coaching is like, I don't know what that means, but they're really, really supportive, which it's is so funny because I think awesome. this is the entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur will say this about their parents. My parents don't know what, what I, I do. Yeah. I will mm -hmm. always remember when my dad came to visit me the one time 
And he kind of, he didn't come in, but he kind of looked in and he saw all me running a group call with all the little faces on my computer. And he was so lost as to like what that was. And like, what do you mean you're talking to people all over? What was that thing? So I totally understand that completely. Yeah. All right. Betsy's up. What is your origin story? Oh my gosh. Where do I even begin? Um, So to answer the basic questions, I was born in Canada, but I've basically lived in America for most of my life. Um, I've also lived in China, in Hong Kong, multiple states down here. So like, I'm like the little travel one. My, my path to entrepreneurship, I mean, it started when I was really, really little. Like I have always been the bossy one. They called me bossy Betsy when I was little because <laughs> like I was giving everyone jobs at home. I, um, I started my first business at 24 actually with my sister. This is a funny story. So my first business was with my sister. Um, we had a little t-shirt company in California and I had gone to art school and gotten out and I'd just broken up with a boyfriend and my sister was like, I want you to stay in California. What do we do? And she's like, let's just start a business. I'm like, okay. And (laughs) so I love to die. I had a textile degree and a fine arts degree. And um, so we were printing these little girl shirts. So I would dye them, screen print them, put Swarovski crystals, and they all had meanings behind them. And we would do like focus groups with my niece. She was 13 at the time and all her friends. And we would test out everything. And the irony of building a business with your sister is uh, when you guys have a fight, it becomes like massive, right? And so our business basically imploded because we were at two different phases in our lives. She's 15 years older than me. And just things kind of went sideways and we didn't speak for a couple of years when we broke up. And the irony of it was what makes my relationship with Laura so special to me actually is I swore up and down. I would never go back into business. And if I did for myself, I would never do it with a business partner and I sure shit wouldn't do it with family. And the fact that Laura has the same last name as me, the irony of that is not lost on me. Like, I think that that's part of our soul contract because when she slid into my DMS, I was in a really dark space with being seen, being heard. And I, if she hadn't had the same last name and been from Calgary of all places, cause my grandfather was from medicine hat. Um, I don't actually think I would have ever written her back. And I just think like it had to be her name. She had to be from Alberta and it just had to be that weird, like cosmic connection to get me to pay attention and step outside my comfort zone. Um, but then the, you know, like the, the very fast track version is after my first business failed, basically manifested my dream job. Um, Devil Wears Prada had just come out at the same time. And I really wanted to go back to New York City. I'd grown up just outside New York City in New Jersey. I wanted to do the corporate thing. I wanted to be in fashion. I wanted to be in the garment center. I wanted to be working with designers. And I literally manifested a job where I started as an assistant in a factory, an accessories factory. And I started making belts and just it really quickly blew up and I was working with designers like Calvin Klein and John Barbados and going to fashion shows and sample sales and all the things. And I spent six months in China building factories up. So like I learned how to do manufacturing, everything I didn't know how to do in my first business, I learned how to do in my second business. And I built million dollar accounts and I was like, yay, go Betsy until I burned myself out so bad like legit so bad. And the backstory there is I've been sick since I was about six months old. Like I've been at war with my body. And at the end of my time in New York city, I had spent about six months with a migraine 
I was slurring my words, losing chunks of time, not, not really sure what was going on. And I was, P.S., by the way, I was traveling to China while I was like this. Real fun, real smart. Because business was everything. Like I put everything into the hustle. And so I, I found a health coaching webinar. And this is where the soul contract comes back into play. Um, May 22nd, 2015. So a year before Laura and I actually met. Uh, she was writing in her journal that she wanted to build a business or have a life where she got to talk to women, drink tea and have really great conversations. And so at that exact same moment that she was writing in her journal, and we know this because she was pregnant. I went into labor that night. She went into labor that night. And so at the same point in time, I was watching a health coaching webinar about becoming a health coach. And I had the thought, if I can heal myself, I can heal other people. Had no idea what that was going to look like. Just didn't want to start a business at that point. But I was like, you know what? I could do this. And so when I signed up for health coaching, because I know what time it was the next day, May 23rd, um, I was in New York City for a birthday party. She was pushing. Yeah, I was pushing my baby. Basically, (laughs) like both at the same moment made this like commitment and like pushed. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I I really think that's how we activated our soul contract because it was a whole other year before she DM'd me. And then another year we were doing the podcast for about six months before we met. And... Now here we are. So, oh, there's so many things here. Yeah, okay. unpack that one. <laughs> so, um, number one, curiosity. Yeah. What exactly is all of a sudden? I feel like you left. You didn't just slide into her D, her DM with like a "Hey, we have the same last name." Like it, it sounds like you really left a message for her. I honestly, though, I I don't know that it was that profound. I think it was fairly it basic. I think it, yeah. I was just like, "Hey, we have the same last name. I love what you're all about. Like this is what I'm doing right now. Like." Like, let's, let's talk. talk, let's talk. Yeah. Um, like, cause I was building my network marketing business. Then she was health coaching. Can you share which one it was, or is that like a no, no combo kind of thing? Oh um, yeah. No, I was with USANA. I am still with USANA. Um, yeah. but yeah, we just thought it was really basic, but then we got on the phone and it, there was like a real click there. Um, yeah. and I have to say that though, I always have felt that way generally like with when built, when I was building my network marketing business, like I always got on the phone with people and I always wanted there to be a click somehow. And I, I weirdly was one of those people, um, when I built my network marketing, when I was really building my team, like those years back, I wasn't just like hitting up friends and family. That was actually never my game plan. My game plan was actually to connect with strangers and just click with them. So like my team is spread out like all over the world and we're all a bunch of randoms. Um, but we have all gotten together and, and we really click, but Betsy, especially like that one, like we, you know, outside of like talking about her health coaching business and the network marketing business, we were having lots of conversations that led up to before we started the podcast where we just like would be on the phone for like an hour, just yeah. talking, talking, life and talking, talking life. And, and so, cause you have so many and talking yeah. about like all those other things, right? Yeah. So you guys yeah. knew each other for how long before you called about the podcast? So we, six months, but so what it was, Laura became my upline very quickly. So we had like one phone call and then I I was in health coaching and it just seemed very serendipitous. Like people were asking me about probiotics and supplements and I wanted something that I believed in and I'd already looked at the company. So it was kind of like, okay, let's do this. And we would get on the phone once a month and it was supposed to be a 15 minute call and it was like an hour. We never talked about the business. Like Laura was like, oh, let's go this way. I was like, oh, okay. And, um, I was in New York city with my girlfriends and you know, like living in New York city and working in New York city, things are really fast paced. Everybody's moving like super fast. 
and I was out with my girlfriends and nobody knew what I was doing. Nobody could talk about business. These are women that are running like massive hedge funds and stuff. And here I am like talking about building a business and health coaching. And everyone was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like whatever. And so I just, I had that, that thought that I really want to have deeper conversations with people that inspire me. And not that my friends don't inspire me, but like I'm moving in a different direction. So how do I get in the room with other people? And I knew that I wanted to do it. I really liked Jess Lively at that, like in, that was the only podcast I was really listening to, but I knew I couldn't do it by myself because I was living in a lot of fear. Okay. I was going to say like, so it was the fear because I was just going to say, well, how did you know you didn't want to do it yourself? Um, so, so the backstory there is, um, I was actually raped when I was 19, um, by a stranger who stalked me at a party, saw me from across the room, followed me home. My roommate let him into the house and I got raped at home. Mm -hmm. So I had for a really long time, this fear of being seen at all, like at all. If people made eye contact, like anytime a guy would say to me, oh, you have the most beautiful eyes. I'd be like, fuck you. I wear glasses and sunglasses to get coffee in the morning because I really didn't want anyone to see me outside of what I was comfortable, what I created. And so when we started the podcast, I just knew I had this message, but I was not going to get on camera. I wouldn't even back then, Laura laughs about this now. She, she likes to tell the story, but I wouldn't even give her a selfie. Like there were no pictures of me on the internet the first year we had a bit, like had the podcast basically. She was like, I need one photo from you, please. People are going to think I'm making you up because the Instagram feed does <laughs> pictures of me and in quote posts, like give me a selfie. Yeah. Please. But this is like a true testament though, like truly and completely to like your inner energy and being, right? Because like legitimately your desire and your dream was bigger than the obstacle and you were still able to Mm -hmm. like launch this podcast together and put your heart and soul into it, even without having to be visually present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very powerful energy, Betsy. Thank you. And I think I can receive that now at the time. It was just like me being a bulldozer, right? Like I had this vision. I had this dream. I knew I could talk. I had a really bad lisp. Laura picked luscious. I love the word. But at the time, (laughs) at the time saying luscious living podcast for every intro was the hardest thing in the world for me to do because I had this lisp and I was like afraid to say my name, Betsy. And I just, I mean, you want to talk about layers of fear and like roadblocks. And I just every week sat down and the first intro took me 62 takes and the second one took me 50. And then, you know, now I can read anything and just do it. And it's great. But at the time there was so much that I had to overcome to get in front of a camera. Now I don't really care. Whatever. Put me on camera, put me on stage. I'm fine. But just to get to that point, it was a lot of just showing up unattached and going, Okay, like, again, I am like, (laughs) whoa, he's like, we're talking only late 2016 here, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, two years ago, yeah. We're like only two and a half years from not wanting to be seen, having a lisp, which you can't hear for anything right now in any way, shape, or form. Like, that was a blind, like, what's it called? A blindsight. Like, I wasn't expecting that, right? And, (laughs) you know, like... If ever you hear me not know a word, feel free to throw it into my conversation. 
right? But like to, yeah, and I'm saying this for anyone who's listening, who feels that there's any obstacles that are currently in their path that is preventing them from living into whatever it is that they have in their heart and their thoughts and their mind and their body. And they're like, I just want to do X. Like, Betsy, like truly in two and a half years, now you're like, I'll go on stage, I'll say anything, I'll whatever, I don't care. That's a huge statement from a two and a half year standpoint. We move fast. We do. We're very, we move and we process things really, really quickly. Um, And honestly, our, our secret sauce there isn't very secret, but we just, we really lean hard into the pain. That sounds awful, but we do. You know, it's not awful to my listeners. It's, we lean, we really lean hard into it. Like we spend a lot of time on Voxer with each other because we still live 3000 miles apart. I mean, Betsy travels a lot and she has spent time in Calgary and like rented an Airbnb and like we've had extended work periods together, but we still have a long distance business and a long distance business partnership. So we spend a lot of time on Voxer. We have cried a lot on Voxer. We have cried a lot on Zoom. We have had fights. We have Mm -hmm. worked through those fights and we have, you know, Betsy has had to process an epic amount of trauma, like post-traumatic stress and really yeah. panic attacks. Um, you know, like I, I'm going through a divorce right now. So like I'm processing that. Um, like we've just like a lot of things and we just don't shy away. I think so. I like if the, the biggest gift is that we figured out really early on, like the breakdown comes before the breakthrough. Yeah. So we actually get weirdly excited when shitty things happen to us. Like, <laughs> I get weirdly excited when Betsy's having a bad week because I'm like, oh, something good is coming. Like, let's dig into this girlfriend. Like, and same thing with me. Like, if I, I went through really bad fog when I like, first left my husband and I was just like, at the time I didn't think I was depressed, but I can see now that I was really in a fog. Like, I, I don't know where I went or what I was doing, but it was like I was not there. And Betsy totally had to hold down the ship without me. I mean, I was kind of like showing up and like going through the motions, but not, I just really wasn't there. But I see now how that is like catapulting us right now because I chose to really lean into that and go through it and process it. And so, yeah. So I was just going to say like, so it's totally part of like this powerful processing to have each other, to be able to lean into and have these conversations and bounce things off of and like have that support and to pull each other up because I know and you guys can probably attest to this that this is not common to women who both are very strong independent women who have successfully you know kept a business together over x amount of time you know and and are still growing together and leading together and expanding together like this is what the the messaging is right now in the woman entrepreneurial world is like let's empower each other but it's not real all the time yeah yeah no it's it, you're right yeah i it's grew a- up in new jersey which is um <laughs> it's a unicorn a great unicorn let's say um if you're from new jersey you know what i mean it's like I love where I grew up and there's, there's some, some really special, like my girlfriends from when I was little are still my girlfriends, you know, and like, there's this really tight knit community, but there's a lot of competition. Right. And I don't know if it's just the proximity to New York city where I grew up, but there was always competition and always one upping and, you know, not like backstabbing per se, but that idea that women, we are friends, but there's like lines drawn in the sand all the time. And you know, until I met Laura, like I, I truly subscribed to that. I did not have a lot of female friends. I didn't feel safe around female people, like, which is so ridiculous because I was 
by a man, but not like, I don't know, but I always felt like if I could keep guys around, I would be safe. You know, they would protect me. So like most of my close friends were guys and, you know, in business too, I just didn't want to be seen as that frilly frou-frou. I was very woo-woo, but like totally in the closet about it because I didn't want to be seen as weak because I had been in Manhattan for 12 years working in a man's world. There were women, but everyone was competing. And yeah, it was really eye-opening when Laura and I started working together and we started having conversations with women because that was never, like, this is how funny we are. We decided that we were going to do Luscious Living Podcast. We didn't have a plan at all. It was just like, let's have really cool conversations. Everyone was an entrepreneur and everyone was a woman. We had like two guys on the podcast really early on, but every single person that we talked to were like women who were starting out in business talking about business. And this is back when I was like, I am never going to be a business coach. Meanwhile, I kept telling her, I'm like, I think you're a business coach. I think we're meant to do business coaching. And she was like, no, don't even say that to me. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was for a year, I was like, I'm not talking about business. Anyway, it's like the one thing I actually really truly love in this world. I mean, you can get me started that in the moon. I could go all day. And well, isn't it amazing that you have a moon business then? Yes. I know. Right. We run our But it's just, it's really funny how my resistance to everything, like every preconceived notion, I'm not going into business with a partner. I'm not going into business with family. She's not family, but she has the same last name. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to build a business around women. I've built a business around empowering women because I never want anyone to feel the way that I felt. Like that's, I think the difference with us is we truly have lived what we talk about. And so it's not just us throwing spaghetti up against the wall. It's just like, this is our life. This is what we've learned. Here you go. Take don't it and you run with love it. resistance? Don't you know now that like anytime resistance is there, it's yeah. generally like the flashlight telling you, oh, look at this lovely oh, yeah. path you should take, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's the pain. It's the resistance. It's like, ooh, I'm meeting some resistance here. It's... Yay! Let's be the weird ones to, to get excited about that time too. Time to dig in. Time to dig in, friends. And that's what yeah. we and that's what we do with our students too. Like we, I say them to them on Vox, like, "You're gonna think I'm being a sick weirdo right now. I'm really not, but I'm genuinely excited for you. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's dive into this because this is this is the thing that you need to work on. It's forget about your website copy right now. Forget about the Facebook ads that you want to run. Like, leave that to the side for now. Let's dig into the thing, and then we can move forward. So let's, so I'm going to go back to where you guys decide to have the podcast together and you make it happen in two weeks, which is incredible. We were talking earlier on your podcast about like, even when I downloaded, I could read chakras and you just do it, right? Like there's no even like, yay, let's just that inspired action creates the momentum, which then takes the action. But like, I really love that you said, Laura, that you guys hadn't, you started a podcast together and still hadn't met each other live in person Mm -hmm. and didn't for six months after. Is that what you said? What was that meeting like after all of that time? I it was, <laughs> I thought it was pr- very natural. I honestly yeah. didn't. I didn't feel weird. It honestly, I've never really thought weird. about like, it. We were excited. Yeah, we were she, excited, but it wasn't like this. It, it was actually like kind of a, a weirdly mundane moment because we were just yeah. like we were like, oh hey, but we had talked so much that it was just like. Okay, but no. is there not a surprise on like height? Like the being on camera does not give you the same like. Wait, <laughs> you know what's funny? 
At that point, we weren't really talking on camera. Like we, we used to, all our interviews are on Skype, so we never had video. So like Laura would go and do Facebook lives. I did my first Facebook live basically with Laura because she was like, you have to get on camera today. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) But we, we didn't really talk on Zoom. We were only talking on Skype. Mm-hmm. or through text. And mm-hmm. I just remember we were at a convention. And so like Laura walked into the hotel with a bunch of people and we were like, Hey, what's up? And we gave each other a hug. And then we're like, okay, so what's on the agenda? Like it was just, we went straight into business because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so it was never, I don't know. It's just like a knowing, you know what I mean? Like I just knew when I met her, I was like, Oh yeah, it's you. And that's it. Like there was it, just deep understanding and knowing, I guess. Is the and, way so can I, well, go ahead, Laura. I, I was gonna say, we embraced the idea of that we had a soul contract together, like pretty early on. Right. And so we are, we are total weirdos. Like if I step, like, you know, for the retreat we went to like last August, I stepped off the plane in Boston and we were just like, we just like launched right into conversation as if we had just been on the phone. Do you know what I mean? We're like, Oh, Hey. And you know what I was talking about? The other thing yesterday, like I just, we just go into yeah. it. We're totally right. total weirdos that way. No, it's well, if you're connected on that level, that's not weird. That's n- totally yeah. natural. And you like, right to you guys, it's totally yeah. natural, which is the it beautiful is, it part. It is totally natural. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when you guys decided to do the podcast, you guys were still running independent businesses apart from mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So when did all that merge together into one unified business? Uh, November, 2017. So okay. we've been in business for about a year and a half ish. I love how datey. You, Laura's got the dates down. <laughs> she does. She's our numbers girl. Yeah. I'm not going to tell. I can tell. So November, <laughs> yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point it's like a year. So now you've known each other a year and a half and have mm-hmm. been building these independent businesses. And so what did that transition look like? So we had been talking for a while about doing a course, an online course in true luscious hustle fashion. Um, We decided that we were going to do this course about building a side hustle and call it Luscious Hustle Academy. That's where Luscious Hustle actually was born from. It was like the side hustle, but like a luscious side hustle. And so we decided, well, actually, I was really broke at the time. So we had been doing this for a year. God, all the stuff about Betsy's coming out on this episode. Um, (laughs) We were so broke. I was so broke at that point that um, I didn't have a bank account. (laughs) And I called Laura and we were doing, we had been talking about doing a course since about August. And I just remember saying to her, like, I've been offered a six figure job. Either we do this or we don't. Like either we You actually said to me, shit or get off the pot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boom. We are doing this academy now or it's over. And I was like, okay, we do it now then. (laughs) Yeah. And we, we, in typical fashion, we launched it in about two weeks. We had no idea. Like I should, when we started the podcast, I didn't know how to edit. She's like, do you know how to edit a podcast? I was like, no, I'll figure it out. I've got Adobe. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. And I did. Um, and it was the same thing with the course. It was like, we do this right now. And we had the content. And our, our Luscious Hustle Academy had um, like 10 hours of video content over eight weeks, plus like group coaching. And we just launched it. We did a beta test. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and the first 20 people, 22 people went through the first round and it was really successful. And then we just took that and ran with it into last year, 2018. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to bring this because it's like you guys have so much going on that it's like I get ahead and then I want to go back and like there's like so many different things because you started off with luscious living mm-hmm. and so that meant something at the time. It just meant living in, I don't know, what did it mean? And then where was the transition into luscious hustle? 
Yeah. So the luscious word came, I just love the word luscious. It's such a dynamic word. If you, you ask, we ask this question, we ask this to you on our podcast, like, what does the word luscious mean to you? No two answers are ever the same. But to me, yeah. it's like, it's sexy, it's abundant, it's rich, it's juicy, it's vibrant, it's there's fullness to it, right? It's like, who doesn't want to have a luscious life, right? Yeah. And so Luscious Living was about, you know, it was kind of more of a lifestyle podcast, how it started out. We were just talking about things that made us feel luscious. And Betsy hated the word luscious to start with because she didn't feel worthy, worthy of it. And to be completely honest, I didn't either. I didn't feel worthy of it, but I was like, I love this word. I want to be someone who feels luscious. I want to be that woman who really embodies lusciousness. So I'm just going to name the podcast that, and then I'll grow into it. And we did. And then over the, you know, and it, it's not like we intentionally tried to have women who were starting side hustles or starting businesses. That wasn't the intention. It's just sort of what we ended up, it's, it was the pattern that emerged really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we figured out, I figured out before Betsy that like, <laughs> you're a business coach. Like we, and I love talking about business and I love numbers and I love money and I love helping women step into money and making money. And that was the journey I was on. And so then Luscious Hustle became, um, you know, the meaning there is like the luscious is the divine feminine and the hustle is the divine masculine because you need both to be successful, I believe, in life, but also especially in business because hustle was is also a trigger word for a lot of people. Some people like the word hustle and a lot of women really hate it because it feels junky, wounded, masculine, pushy, salesy, greedy. And I don't agree with that. I love hustle. Like my human design is generator. I love to be generating and in motion and taking action and, and we both are people who move very quickly in life. We process decisions and take action very quickly. We love the hustle, but we just wanted to reframe it in our own way. So that's what, then it became luscious hustle. So it's that, and that's really like, that's what we coach, divine feminine, divine masculine. We use the moon as our tool. And we do like, we do the deeper work with people so that they can have their own stories and moments like this, where you just like take some hot action and step into the thing that you want to become. So, Betsy, you had said that you were closet woo, that you didn't, you know, step fully into that, that side of yourself. Laura, were you more outward with your, like, you know, energy? I was, um, all of this. I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't really closeted woo. I was like a woo denier. <laughs> like, really. I, so I grew up like, um, going to church and like, we went to church every Sunday. I was very involved in my church community. Um, but I was also super sciencey, very in my like masculine. And I kind of just decided I didn't like what I was hearing at my church. And I didn't, you know, I live where I live in Alberta is like very, very conservative, like ultra right wing conservative. And I, that didn't align with me at all. I was like the weirdo liberal in town. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, the church community wasn't aligning with me. So when I was, you know, 18, I was like, that's it. I'm an atheist. Just boom, done. There's no God. There's no universe. Don't talk to me about that shit. I'm an atheist, got a science degree, you know, and went into nursing and and then went into medical research and then I went into nursing and, but I like, I knew it wasn't true. Like it didn't feel true to me deep down. I knew there was something more. I, my intuition was telling me that, but I didn't want to figure, I didn't know what that meant. Right. And stepping and then working with Betsy was honestly what like reintroduced me to my spirituality. I'd already started on my own sort of spiritual journey before then, but the moon became a really powerful tool for me because it, my sciency self, my ego was like, okay, well, the moon is real. There's a lot of science behind the moon, right? Like there's, we can prove this. It makes logical air quotes sense. And that a lot became the gateway for me to open up to like 
what my soul really wanted to explore, which was like my intuition. And, you know, we, I think we all want to feel a sense of divinity, like within ourselves and that connectedness and, and that sense of purpose with what we're doing in our lives. And I knew I had a soul. I just didn't know what it was supposed to be doing and I didn't know how it was supposed to act it out. And so that it actually became like a gateway for me to find my way back um, because I had abandoned it completely for like a decade. Yeah. So many of us have that story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's a very common story about leaving our spirituality and then finding it on our own terms, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not given to us or told to us or, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause there's that offensive kind of feel to it. So then when you started to get into the moon, right? Like that was just a calling. That was an urge. That was an inkling. Like let's start to plant, like see what's going on with your emotional state at the moon. Like how did the moon become part of the business model? Um, that That's would be my story. fault. Let's see if you want to just take it from here. <laughs> uh, so I, so oddly enough, um, my nickname since the day I was born was Betsy Moon. Um, and so for me, I grew up in a family where we talked on Sunday over Sunday dinner about aliens and Buddhism and, you know, like it just, everything was open and on the table. Um, particularly with the moon. And I grew up as Betsy Moon. My family is still to this day. Like if I call my mom, my mom's like, hey, Betsy Moon. Or like, I'm actually at home because my dad has Alzheimer's. So I help out. And, you know, my mom will call up the series like, hey, Betsy Moon, what are you doing? Um, So the moon has always been there in my universe, in my orbit. And how how it became a thing in the business. So about a year and a half ago, when I started working through the deeper trauma, which is, getting raped. Um, I was suffering from PTSD. And so we had been actually at Amber's retreat last summer and I had to get up and stand in front of everybody and tell everybody what was like, introduce myself. And I broke down in tears. And I, in that moment, I had this like out of body experience where I was being strangled, watching myself stand in front of a room of women that I knew I was entirely supported and safe in. And yet I was having this moment where I was like out of my body and, and just sideways beside myself. And at that point, I decided I was going to really sink into the phases of the moon and start using them to release the trauma, like really dedicate myself for a couple of months to just full moon, new moon, you know, full moon is releasing, new moon is getting clear on what's bugging me. How can I use this? Not just as like a you know, just like a fun thing to do on Instagram, like everyone else was doing. I was like, I'm going to sink into this. And in the process of doing that, I also started setting business intentions. So I had like the personal because I knew if I could work through the personal, it was going to affect the business. And about three months later, I said to Laura, can we just try this in the business? Like I want to try and plan some stuff around the moon. And we had been stuck at around like five grand a month. I want to say like consistent, we were doing well, but we, we wanted more. And that first month that we did it with the moon cycle and really sunk into what each phase meant, was it masculine? Was it feminine? Should we be pushing today? Should we be, you know, like if I wanted to take the day, like I would wake up and I'd be so exhausted and then I'd look and it was a feminine phase and I was like, I'm taking the day off. <laughs> like, and Laura would be like, what? I'm like, I'm not doing this today. I'm not editing. I'm not, I'm, I just want to receive. And she's like, oh, okay. Anyway, we doubled our income the first month. The second month, I think we had like our first 15K month. Like it just really supercharged our business. And one day I just decided on an Insta story, we were talking about doing moon goddesses, of course. And, um, we were talking about launching in January and I was listening to this message from Laura on Boxer. I was like, Oh no, we're doing it today. And I literally got on Instagram in the stories and said, 
you know, hey, anybody want to learn how to use the moon to run your business and make six figures? And we launched in true luscious hustle fashion. I feel like I'm a broken record today. We launched that course and in two weeks. Uh, basically, <laughs> two weeks. That, yeah. like, see a trend. You got it. How did you know? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really, it was super successful and it just really helped us um, solidify what was going on in my head. And the cool thing about it is, is we've now watched, you know, dozens of women go through our program and have massive shifts not just in their business, but also in their healing process and in their energy and what they're bringing to the table, finding their identity, coming home to themselves. And I think that's what makes the moon so powerful. It's, it's constant. It's abundant. It's always there. And men have a 24-hour energy cycle, but women have a 28-day energy cycle, like based around our periods, our moon cycles. I mean, it's called the moon cycle for crying out loud. So syncing up to the phases of the moon it really allows you to actually, as a woman, I feel, be more creative. It allows you to expand in ways that you never thought were possible. It allows you to stop pushing and hustling all the time and reap the rewards with ease and like just really solidify what's important to you. So that's why I like using the moon, but I've basically been studying it since I was a kid because I was obsessed. I thought it was following me around. I thought it was always there for me because my mom told me it was. It was there to be my guide. So just embrace it. That is so powerful and so cool. And Laura, you can let the kid cry out. This is a real, this is real life. <laughs> this is like, there's no need for us to mute up the, the children or the dogs in my world. Um, because <laughs> I love them all. Right? So then I think that that's super incredible and so powerful. But I can't help but ask the question of how do you guys divvy up how you run this program, right? Because like to have two teachers, two instructors, do you guys like live into each of your own zone of excellences? Like how does this come together into this collaboration? We do most things together. But then we, yeah. you know, like when it comes to, um, you know, with Moon Goddess, with the lives, um, with the coaching calls, you know, I mean, we just kind of divvy it up and we kind of tend to, we have spent so much time, this is what you spend enough time talking to each other, you can just intuitively figure out what the next person is going to say. So, yeah. you know, now I can, I can decide like, okay, we're going to do this. And then I can kind of just give Betsy a line and be like, we're going to talk about this topic. And I can kind of just, she'll just go, right? Like she's a projector. So she will just go off on a tangent and we can kind of play and riff back off of each other and it works really well. Um, and like with our private coaching clients, I mean, in Voxer, we just like tag each other in when we need to. And it's just like, this is yeah. a Betsy question. This is a Laura question. And we just go for it. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I want you to know that you pass it off as being so nonchalant. Like you're like, it just is right. Like it's whatever. And I like, I think it's really a beautiful Testament to you guys as humans, but also to, the fact that everything we've ever been taught as women is kind of not true, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they kind of fed us the bullshit. And now we have the capacity to have these incredible relationships. Have, like, I don't know why this is coming through, but like even, I don't know why the red tent comes through. Why does that come through right She's now? She's reading that. I'm book. reading that. I read that. I love that book. I love it yeah. so much. I think, you know, I don't have a sister. I have a brother. I have some really solid girlfriends, but I always wanted to have a sister. I always wanted that sisterhood and like lots of women together. And I was that weirdo kid when I was little that, you know, if all the, if you were at a friend's house and like all the moms were together in the kitchen and all the kids were like outside or playing downstairs, I was the kid that wanted to sneak up and listen to the moms talking because I thought their conversation was more interesting. And I liked 
the buzz and the vibe and the laughter and the um, the secrets. And I like, do you know what I mean? I liked that part of that's that's the sisterhood. That's what happens in the red tent, right? And um, I wanted that for me, you know. And I, I like that's why you know that's what we create in our business. And well, and I think yeah. that there's a powerful thing to to truly listen, which is clearly what you guys do, right? Like you guys receive and you listen and. You know, as anyone who follows anyone who comes on the Own Your Intuitive podcast, this isn't an overarching theme, <laughs> right? So, like, when you receive the information, the greatest thing you can do is not to go into an external place, but to an, an internal. And, like, it seems like you guys not only do that really well, but you also feed off each other and, like, rise each other up into mm -hmm. the best and highest versions of yourselves, right? I would not be here if it were not for Laura. Like, hands down, people always ask me, like, what does she get out of this relationship? I'm like, I have no idea because I, like, <laughs> I'm like, honest to God, I would not be living my dream if it were not for Laura. And it's funny because um, for a long time, we both had strengths when we came into the business. So, like, I was good at the technical side. You know, I had built businesses before. But Laura had the personality and, the like, the drive in front of the camera and on Instagram. And like, so for a long time, like I, I knew at the beginning, like I knew I needed someone who could balance my strengths and I think vice versa. Like I could build a website, but Laura still to this day does not know how to do it. Like I get really excited when I'm like, here, can you post this? And she actually can go in and do it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm getting there. Um, that's a good score, Laura. Cause I'm like you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting I there. I'm getting there. Kajabi and I are starting to get along. <laughs> yeah, they're friends now. They're like on a, they're on a first name basis. So we're like doing really well. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's just, you have to trust and you have to let go of control. And that's something that you mentioned on our podcast. It's like this idea of releasing and we have had to trust each other from day one that the other person was going to show up and do certain things. And she's never once let me down. And I hope to God I never let her down. But it's just understanding, you know, when I'm going through a season and she has to be strong or she's going through a season, like, you know, getting divorced and I had to be strong. Like, I don't know. It's just a given. Like, there's no competition. It, it is what it is. And so when we say things like collaboration over competition, I believe that to my core. If you'd asked me two years ago, I don't think I would have believed it was possible to my core but I know now that it is. So why can't we bring women together to collaborate? Why can't we support women as they grow and do it in a way that's a little bit outside the box and you get a two for one special. And, you know, I get to focus on the things I love. She gets to focus on the things she loves and we get to build this thing together, which is really fun. And I love well, it. To witness each other's journeys this way. Like I can't even imagine like what a gift. Yeah. It's, it is yeah. such a gift. And you know, some, one of the thing I would just like play off of or add to what Betsy said is that we've really created our own language with each other in terms of like, there's sort of a quadrant. Are you divine feminine, divine masculine, wounded feminine, wounded masculine? Like where are we in the quadrant right now? Mm. And we can be really open We're and honest with same. each. We're never in the same quadrant when she's in her feminine, I'm in my masculine. We kind of flip flop just automatically. Um, but we're really good at just saying like, you're in your wounded right now. This is what I'm seeing. Like there's some story around victim and there's some like nothing's good enough right now. And we can lovingly call each other out 
which I think is something the women need to do a better job of because women are really good at being catty and bitchy, but we're not good at fighting like adults, like fighting fairly. We can get angry at each other and, and, but not hurt feelings at the same time. Like you, you that's, yeah. that's constructive that's, anger. We can yeah. call it. Yeah. And I think that as a, in a, like societally as women, we're not very good at that because we haven't been nurtured. We've been nurtured the wrong way to be catty, to, to be competitive, to not be each other's sisters. Um, and so that's really what we've done with each other. And that's what we teach our students. Like they have to do that within their own relationships, within their businesses, and then within, with their own, um, you know, whatever their business is, the product or service, the clients that they're serving, et cetera. Like you have to be able to identify if someone's in their wounded feminine or in their wounded masculine and how can you stand for them in that moment and not end up having it spiral out of control into wounded negativity, overwhelm, craziness, falling apart, right? Like, especially if you're in your, any kind of coaching business, but even if you're running an agency or running a product-based business, which like our ladies are doing all of those things, you, you have to be able to meet someone where they're at and be like, okay, you are in your wounded. I see you. I hear you. This is how we're going to pull it back out. Because Betsy and I have had to do that with each other. Well, and I think that's that's what I'm gathering is what makes this so powerful is like the connection that you guys have for yourselves and what you guys share and what you guys have built from that level of that sisterhood, true sisterhood. Like I'm talking like you guys, I'm in their vibration right now. I am like picking up on their frequency and the truth and the authenticity of what they are saying and putting out right now is so genuine that when they say they have this moon academy and you can feel the rising that they're doing with this women just and i mean at, from where you are you can hear their voices and their story and how they serve and you can feel that vibration and it's such a gift for the earth like for like the vibration of the earth to not only like for me from my standpoint to live it because there's a lot of people teaching things without living them, but you two together are living it and guiding others into it. Such a powerful combination. And, you know, for anyone who's listening, who's like, I need to know more about the Moon Goddess Academy. Like, I need to lean into this kind of sisterhood. Where would they go to find you guys? Mm. You can find all the information at www.luscioushustle.com. Um, what is the Moon Goddess page? Specifically? The Moon Goddess is MoonGoddessMagic.com. Unfortunately, yeah. MoonGoddess.com is taken. That's okay. Magic's my favorite cost, word. Like, $4 million. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I really wanted to buy that domain, and Betsy was like, uh, no, it's like a bajillion dollars. You may not buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you never, it. Know, right? yeah, you never know, right? But you never know. You never know. universe. Yeah, yes. it may be mine one day. Um, yeah, but so MoonGoddessMagic.com, um, there's a wait list right now, so we'll probably, we're not sure when we're going to launch it again, but it's definitely going to get yeah. launched again in, in 2019, um, but definitely LusciousHustle.com and um, Luscious.Hustle on Instagram is where you can, like, I'm always on Instagram, and if you DM yeah. me, it's really me. <laughs> Because it, it was really me when I DM'd Betsy. <laughs> and even if yeah. they can't get into the Moon Goddess Academy, they can still work with you guys, right? Like that, like you guys do have one-on-one -on -one clients and stuff like that as well. We do. We do one-to-one -one coaching and we also have our Luscious Mastermind, which we are closing the doors to for 2019 in July. But we talk a lot about Moon Goddess. Moon Goddess is part of our mastermind. So we teach these we teach everything within the mastermind as well. And we have a, we have a really awesome retreat coming up in Palm Springs. In no, in San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, we did the last one in Palm Springs. The next one, right? In San, Diego. San Diego in September. So we're this really is why you guys work together. This is beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing like your magic and your sisterhood and all that is you today on the podcast. That was really divine. I thoroughly enjoyed my first like two for the price of one interview today. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah, for having us. So this much. was amazing. Yeah, you're fantastic. Uh, thanks. And everyone who's listening, don't be hesitators and absolutely reach out to these two lovely ladies if you felt the vibration and connection today. And I can't wait for you to hear the next Transformation Tuesday that drops this coming Tuesday. Love you all so much.